Hey everyone, welcome to The Restless Ones. I'm Jonathan Strickland. As always, my focus is on exploring the intersection of technology and business by having conversations with the most forward-thinking leaders. Throughout my career, I've covered everything from massive parallel processing to advanced robotics, but what truly inspires me are the stories of innovation and transformation. We've arrived at the end of another season of The Restless Ones. I thought it would be a good idea to look back on some of the guests and conversations we've had this year with some truly interesting leaders and to reflect on some common threads throughout these discussions. And clearly, a pivotal connection is, well, connectivity itself. We cover that topic a lot on this show not just because of our partner T-Mobile for Business, but because I really do believe connectivity is one of the foundational pillars for modern technology, along with processing power and data storage. You need to leverage all three to use technology effectively and efficiently. And with the proliferation of cloud services, the Internet of Things, and now an explosion of artificial intelligence implementations, connectivity plays a critical role in operations. But not everyone is using it the same way, and that's what I found really interesting. For example, in our conversation with Sonia Kastner, the CEO and founder of Pano AI, we learned how her company is making strategic use of cell tower locations in remote areas by installing cameras to monitor for wildfires. By collating the camera and communication systems with the cell tower, Pano AI can take advantage of both the connectivity provided by the tower and the vantage point. Then Pano AI software analyzes the incoming images gathered from these towers and flags any that may indicate a fire so that a human can review the imagery and take a look at a live feed from that camera. In crisis situations, information is critical and can save lives and help responders mitigate fires early on. But that's just a high-level view. Sonia explained that on a technical level, a lot of pieces have to be in place to make this work. Behind the scenes, the whole system is incredibly complicated. <laughs> so it starts with a piece of equipment that we design and manufacture called a pano station. This includes about 40 components, including two high-definition security cameras. These are off-the-shelf, top-of-the-line, six-megapixel security cameras designed for ruggedized environments, and about 40 other components. We assemble them in our factory in San Francisco. The systems also include an edge computer, which has logic on how we control the cameras. We also include networking equipment, so we can send the data up to the cloud over cellular, broadband connectivity. We have power management. Sometimes we need to include a backup battery. Sometimes we need to include solar panels. Every site is a little bit different. So it's a configure-to-order supply chain, which is not for the faint of heart. And we mount these systems typically on existing structures like cell towers, water tanks, government communications towers, sometimes even private homes or chairlifts at a ski resort. We get really creative on where to put these. And we've actually found 5G to be a really great technology for us. Then there was our conversation with Mike Wondrash of Avantor Sciences. Avantor is a biotechnology research and development company. Avantor produces materials needed for high-end scientific and medical applications. The company also carries out bleeding-edge lab work to create the building blocks that other companies use when they produce pharmaceuticals, like vaccines. 
Wireless connectivity gives Avantor freedom to adapt to new situations, which the company had to do during the outbreak of COVID-19. And with high-speed, low-latency connections, Avantor researchers are able to share work quickly to get results faster. I think the, the largest opportunity when we think about our customer is the lab. I think the evolution of how quickly can we take advantage of the data coming from equipment in the lab into laboratory information management systems, limb systems, to do correlation analysis. How can you accelerate trials data? How can you do compound analysis? We produce very high specification products to very narrow tolerances. So how can we do that quicker? How can you identify which of the raw materials are commodity and which have direct influence to the specification of the output? So I look at what connectivity can do for that and the ability in real time to make those adjustments that will have uh, direct impact. And then I think secondly, it's your footprint. I think you know having 5G and these non-tethered technologies allow you to think pretty dynamically about what's the right footprint for this capability, whether it's an office footprint, a lab footprint, DC expansion, a pop-up facility with a customer. If suddenly, you know, I'm call it BYON, bring my own network, I just slap a, a 5G spot up or I'm putting 5G in every single one of my devices, laptops or mobile devices globally, and it's inherently part of my extended network. We also met with Sonder Sebastian Agur, CEO of Clevin. Agur's company is working on what has traditionally been a challenging and time-consuming issue for delivery companies, getting a payload down that last mile of delivery. The company has developed autonomous robot carriers that can store and deliver packages for customers. Recently, Clevin completed a one-year trial with DHL Express Estonia, demonstrating that the autonomous vehicles can reduce the workload of delivery companies by automating the last-mile component. The vehicles maintain connections with Clevin, allowing for real-time monitoring and fleet management and even operations, all made possible by powerful and fast wireless connectivity. Connectivity is crucial for our uh, services. We definitely need a wide network coverage, especially in the US. We've been really lucky to have a partnership now in place with T-Mobile, and this partnership enables us to expand rapidly in the States. So the big question always is, do we have the necessary latency to offer our services in a safe way? And uh, the results so far are great. Our latency today is around 100 milliseconds, which is actually faster than any person who takes decisions in the real car. So uh, I would say that our solution is actually as safe or even safer than any, any normal person driving on the roads. And by establishing those connectivity partnerships, we are partnering with the best-in-class wireless providers, and they are crucial to enable us to scale our mission to deliver the most reliable, safe, efficient, autonomous delivery platform. And we had a couple of great conversations with leaders in retail who talked about connectivity's part in creating a true omni-channel experience for customers. It's amazing how quickly we've become used to interacting with retail on our own terms. We might start a transaction in one context, such as on a smartphone, and complete it in person at a retail location. The experience, if done right, is seamless. 
it can actually convince you that it's all pretty simple. But it takes a lot of work with interconnected systems to provide that kind of service. Samantani Gabole of Lowe's explained to us how connectivity powers this experience both for staff and customers by making sure those connections are as close to them as is possible. We have really created a mini or a micro data center in each of these stores. So that way we are closest to the customer, wherever the customer is. So if you are online, you're connecting to the cloud. If you walk into the store, you're connecting to a server, which is in the store itself. And then if you are sitting at one of our store support centers, which is like a headquarter, and you're, let's say, a merchandising analyst, you're connecting to our data center. So we are trying to connect you to the closest location. And then everything you mentioned comes into picture in a big way. For example, if you're in a store and you're an associate or a customer, you're connected to the Wi-Fi, you're connected to the server, which is very close. And what we are doing is with our caching strategy and APIs, we are making sure that the data is staged closest to where you are. And then Rob Mills of Tractor Supply Company told us about how connectivity has created incredible business opportunities in the form of those powerful omni-channel experiences in places you might not expect, like rural communities. When you think about Tractor Supply mission and to really focusing on that end-to-end customer experience from an omni-channel perspective, the advances in wireless and broadband technologies has been a huge enabler for us. And what this has done, it's opened up customer access to our digital channels, especially in rural America. It's allowed us the ability to move data much more efficiently between our stores, our cloud, our data centers, to be able to make more of those real-time insights and decisions. I think back five years ago, it was far more difficult to move data through these connections. And when we think about where we're at today, it is very robust, especially when you think about images, video, deep product content, and even customer data to really drive a level of personalization when you're in the store. The advancements of connectivity, especially in rural America, has been significant over the past couple of years. Time and again, our guests talked about how high-speed connectivity plays a crucial role in achieving business results in line with the company's mission. And we know this will become an even larger piece of the puzzle as we find new ways to leverage maturing technologies like the Internet of Things and bleeding-edge technologies like the new implementations of artificial intelligence. We've seen leaders like our guests push companies to adopt a nimble approach, and that's made possible through high-speed, low-latency data communication systems. I'm excited to see what develops over the next few years. Already, we've seen incredible transformation across multiple industries, sometimes by necessity, but always made possible by the incredible leaders who are not content to maintain a status quo. They're far too restless for that. Thanks again for joining us on this season of The Restless Ones. We look forward to bringing you more great conversations with incredible leaders very soon. Until then, I'm Jonathan Strickland.